0: on 93.7 The Ticket and ticketfm.com.
1: We are back old school. Once again, old school sponsored by the Mercado. The retail store and butcher shop featuring fresh hand cut, certified Piedmontese beef and the unique ingredients 84th and Havelock appetizers main course menu is off the chain dessert menu and a full-scale butcher shop where you can take stuff home go this weekend any occasion is good it's business casual as well so you don't have to be all tightened up in your uh you know suit and tie
0: yeah Casual, business casual. I was wearing my suit and tie on Friday. You guys like that? He he just meant suit and tight shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it goes. Yeah, you know, just walking around with stiff arms. He couldn't even <laughs> right. like chest out. You don't want to be
1: yeah, wearing no suit today, boy. Yeah, you know, uh,
0: it was a roaster today. That so I do my walk. I do my walk. So I, you know, I walk down to the to the to the stadium for the presser, and I walk back. That walk back.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that walk back was an L. It It was a loss contemplate a lot of things. (laughs)
0: That was a loss.
1: What am I doing here right now? That
0: was a loss. So counting
1: your steps,
0: (laughs) Uh, right? Like, I'm like, I need to get these steps in, but man, I better hit my number, like whatever, (laughs) whatever Uh, whatever uh, that was. Times
1: that by two with the heat.
0: Oh man. Here's another thing too. So one of Lincoln's secrets, one of its great secrets there's two things of all the things that are un- absolutely undefeated in Lincoln, absolutely undefeated. And I don't know if everybody knows, but I'm gonna go ahead and do this. Tuesdays, Taco Tuesdays, at Canopy Street Market. Mm. So if you go in the store, have you been in the store? No. You, you need to go in first of all. Um, it's it's a corner store, so it's got but it's got deli, it's got, mm. you know. Groceries, whatever you want, it's got it's got it there, but it's got a deli and it, then they've got a kitchen that on Tuesdays they make tacos, and I believe it's like a dollar twenty five. Dang, they, oh, got nice. the, they got the college prices. Yeah. The, yeah, so there's always a line starting at like eleven o'clock. Oh
1: my gosh, was he pretty so, good tacos? So, oh, yeah. oh,
0: so you can get hard tacos, soft nice. tacos, right? And it's undefeated, especially for the price. Amazing. But the other thing that's undefeated in this thing is if you are not there by 1230, you are out of luck. Like, they will just sell out. Like, they just just say, okay, we're going to make 500 tacos, and that's it. Like, that's it. So, walking back from Memorial, I'm down there meeting people. I'm, you know, shaking hands with Ronda Rovell and Mark Manning, right, just just checking in with people. And then as I'm walking, and I get in the area, and it's twelve. 28 and I'm I had to make a decision like I'm either going to run or I'm going to walk I walked and I lost Uh, I lost because at 1232 they were out of (laughs) time. that happened to me one time with uh, Mary
1: Ellen's you know when you go Um, to Mary Ellen's and they used to say that you know they'd be somewhere from just say 6 to 9 or what 6 to 8 man I tried to show up at like 30 minutes before he was like, "Bro, we sold out." Oh, I was like, "Damn. He sold
0: out of of, of collard greens Saturday night cuz we were down there after the game."
1: And the brothers were grubbing like, "Oh that. my good! like like oh like, the
0: look. The look on people's faces when you get in the door, right? And it's you in there with purpose." Yeah. And you hit it and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to have uh I need the brisket, I need the ribs, uh I need the collard greens." And Charles oh, yeah. just looked at him and he was like, he gave that look like Nope. <laughs> no, you ain't. What's
1: your other the, choice?
0: What's, give me another choice? And they went through. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was there. Um, we have a text that I need to read this one because this one, this one's purposeful. Um, my son Holden's having another having another four hour surgery at Cincinnati Children's today. Should find a way to get a box of cookies out to Ohio to him. He loved a shout out after his last surgery. Holden, bruh. Ooh, man, we are going to prayer up for you. And let me, let me, let me figure out. Plumber, give me get, text in the address that we can. Let me see what we can do. Especially if he's going to be at a certain place for a length of time that we can do it and not really uh, waste it. Uh, and then Craig Vosser, we will reach out to you. Uh, we will reach out to you. He asked the question: How much was? How much would you need for a sponsorship for Johnny Mitchell? Uh, I'm going to tell you whatever you guys are putting in. Yeah, we'll match it. Whatever you guys donate for that, because once a week, just to have Johnny Zoom in, call in, whatever, right? Um, so we can hear that. Um, where we were in the conversations were simple, that we're trying to find a commonplace that we can all work from, right? That Jay is a player, played in it, he's got skin in the game, Uh, was an analyst got to be around it got to be on you know and then he makes decisions but he also wants you guys to have access to what he knows right and nathan i mean he's on tv and then he comes here and he talks and he shares himself and there are things that jay is gonna know that he's gonna see for his own eyes or will recognize because of his experience and knowledge right it's a vast amount of experience and knowledge. He knows what happens behind the behind the scenes in the locker rooms, out on the streets, even. Nathan right. knows these stories because they hear the they get the news stories right through the streets. Look, I wish I could share everything that is is provided to me. I get phone calls from people in the program who say, "Listen, DP, we appreciate the way you're handling a thing because." you could go left or right, right and yeah. and and it could make it more messy than it needs to be. So through all of the stuff that we're talking about, we're trying to find a way to have conversations about sports without it being rumor mongering or yeah, rumor feeding.
1: I, mean, I, I think the best approach, you know, with uh I guess in particular Scott is just um just let it go you know i mean it it didn't work out um everybody's probably upset it didn't work out to what degree that's your personal choice uh whether you you know i mean you, you know what i'm saying depending on your personal feelings i do understand um people's anger based on you know what's being said. I, I understand that. That's the common person mm-hmm. that, that's mad about that. Because mm-hmm. even my mom was like, "Hey, look, <laughs> yeah. I put in twenty hours days for I don't know how long, and this it, brother's up in here and they chilling." And, and yeah, I mean, I, I get all that. But at the end of the day, I always say you can't dig up a, a dead horse. You know, and you, so you got to kind of let it go. Um, you know, and and just move on and support the team. Moving forward, support Mickey as a head coach, support the players all the same because there's a lot of season left. As as negative as this last, say, week or so has been in the sense of, you, you know, back-to-back back week, your head coach gets fired, D coordinator gets fired. In eight weeks, if you go out there, and, and which obviously started whenever their first practice was, whether it was today or yesterday, you handle your business right. The narrative and the things that anybody's going to talk about is going to be so drastically different you wouldn't even you, you'll you look back at this 10 days or however many days it is and just laugh at it as a player coach you you get what I'm saying and so you don't have to agree with it decisions are made it's no different than like say like coaches are you know tell players they like, look they're playing a certain guy when say like if you think that you should be playing and you got to deal with it and so you know you kind of got to you know put yourself in a different uh area to kind of you know, go about it now. I do understand from the, the assistant coach's position, uh, position, they got families and everything they got to take care of. I understand that. That's just part of the business. That's not being casual- or uh, callous, but that's just the way it goes. And so, the best thing anybody can do, or what I'm gonna try, or I, I'm choosing to do, is support Mickey as the head coach, not the intern coach, as the head coach. Because the only thing that I saw that that he said today was that he is recruiting as he's gonna be here as he's the head coach and he wants everybody else to do so. So what that also lets me know is he's probably had those conversations, I'm assuming he did. I, again I don't want to ever speak for him, that he's got having these guys they need to be coaching as if they're gonna be here. So I'm supporting him as the head coach. I'm the expectations are going to be the same. The big thing I'm gonna look at him maybe these last you know eight weeks, so so forth and so on, is the consistent improvement Along with winning some games, and we just go from there. And um, you know, it's a unique year. It's a it's not a year that anybody planned on. And nobody, you know, wanted, came into this year to start out one and three to lose the first game the way we did to get upset by Georgia Southern to get mollywopped by Oklahoma. That's not any way anybody envisioned the season going on or to go, or thought that's the way it would go, based on. What we done, you know, in the off season, and, and 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 you know, so forth and so on. So, um, but where you're at is where you're at. Now, how you get now, how you get out of that is, there's got to be a we type of thing. So, you know, it's just one of those deals, man. It's tough. It's a learning experience for those players. A lot of them probably have pro aspirations. Get used to it. Um, that doesn't mean that you know you don't you know feel for you know eric or scott or don't like the situation you you have emotions um it's good that you're emotional you know one way or the other about it that means you care um but at the end of the day you know we we got we gotta strap it up and get ready to go you know what i'm saying there's you know indiana ain't gonna care indiana's not coming in here worried about your feelings and at that point in time, when the kickoff against Indiana, there's not going to be a lot of people in this state that are going to be worried about your feelings. Let, let's just, I mean, just being – if I could be frank, what, you what, mm-hmm. what, what, you know, about it. Not that – and them not worrying about your, your feelings doesn't mean that they're they're hating on you or don't support you. What, they, what they're saying is, we understand, but let's go ball. Because once you decide that I'm going to go ball and we're going to go ball, Things will change.
0: And nothing else will be accepted. Like, that has to be the standard. It can't be that.
1: I mean, you can't. That that has to be the standard. Like, that has
0: to be the standard. I'll ask you this because there's so much to it um, as people talk about it. uh, That through this process, this weird tornado-type process that we've had to deal with with the change of coaching, change of coaches, et cetera, that the other part of it is, Fans and listeners have to be willing to accept the truth when it's told to them. Yeah. Right? That's the other part. Like, the easiest way for the truth to be accepted all the time is for it to be accepted the first time. Like, that's the easy thing is to tell somebody, you know what, this is a good situation or this is a bad situation. But everybody believes that they know more than the people who are providing the information.
1: That's just... The way people are and that's fine if you question i mean sometimes somebody asks me a question i answer and they be like man i don't think so then i'll just keep it moving yeah but you know look at the end of the day i mean the husker fan base is passionate they care about what's going on they their expectations are are better than what they've uh been given i guess you know as far as like product on the field um And, you know, I I would encourage the players in the locker room to take, you know, more ownership of it. The main question I would ask every single one of those players or as the team as a group or or say to them, you haven't sacrificed enough.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And sacrificing something doesn't necessarily mean your time. Have you sacrificed your ego for the betterment of the team? Mm -hmm. Have you sacrificed continuing to maybe do what you've always done but massage it a different way. I always say massage it or make it look like you're you know, you're doing it different, but you're actually – your intentions are I'm doing the same thing because mm-hmm. you're comfortable in doing that. That hasn't been successful, but sometimes you're comfortable in that. And, you know, when you – I'll never forget when um, uh, Danny Smith came in. He was – you know, he's one of my good friends now. He's a special team coach for Pittsburgh. He came in and uh, we struggled on special teams the year before. Um, And, uh, you know, of course, Muta City Miracle. Then we had Ronnie Jones, who who never coached special teams, but he was a friend of the coach, struggled. He came in, and it was different, right? And it was uncomfortable because me and, you know, uh, Kenyatta Wright and Freddie Jones, we had, you know, done pretty well on special teams ourselves individually, right? And the, one of the things he said to us, he brought us in his office, you know, Went over all our stats, and you know, Jay, your first alternate of the Pro Bowl, Kenyatta, your second alternate, Freddie. You, you know, from a you went from practice squad to essentially tackles per games you played. You, you know, you're better than both of them. He's like, but what are you willing to sacrifice for the betterment of the special teams and betterment of this team? And we couldn't answer right then. He's like, well, think about it and let me know tomorrow. And he what he was doing is trying to get us to think about things besides ourselves, what are we willing to sacrifice am i willing to sacrifice playing a different position right so you know with the right foot punter and you're a right tackle you know you're in the action a lot more on punt team well i had to go to left tackle so that eliminates me being right there when the ball comes off as you know right there in the action but but for the betterment of the team because fred Freddie jones who's from Colorado, by the way. He's actually a good friend of mine, but it took me a little while to warm up to Buffalo. His footwork was better at right tackle. So when Freddie came up to practice squad, Kenyatta was left, left, left guard. I moved into right guard because of Freddie could only play right tackle. Well, then, you know, our left guard or left tackle, or, and this is punt team, obviously, signed somewhere else. Well then I have to, you know, you got to make a sacrifice. And so you have to be willing to do that type of stuff. I would ask him, "What are you willing to sacrifice? When are you when are you w- willing to sacrifice enough to really work at it? Will you will you commit to finishing every single play in practice? Be a factor in every single play in a positive manner, even if you're not getting a catch, getting a carry, getting the first option on the, you know, passing, you know, you uh progression from a quarterback getting a sack tackle for loss whatever you just you could just go around and do it if you're willing to do it this thing turns around when we play indiana if you're still fighting it then you know you're going to be dragging your heels and you're going to be kind of like a kid where you're supposed to go outside and he's you know you're never going to win but if you if you want to be bullheaded and do it that way because the way you've done it hasn't worked you can't convince me it's worked
0: well, the facts say it hasn't worked.
1: Well, that's why you can't convince me. <laughs> the
0: facts because say what it I hasn't watched, worked.
1: Because what I watch, what I watch on Saturday, isn't working. So you can't tell me it's working. There's things that might be working, but it's not working as a whole.
0: When we go back in conversation, um, a big thing that happens is is there's there's re- revisionist thinking, right? Because you you the thing you thought was going to happen didn't happen, and then you change the way you think about it. And as you should because you know better but I'll ask you this for for somebody that's gone through what an athlete goes through playing football at the University of Nebraska it strikes me that it's not possible for somebody not to care
1: yeah I don't know right well because you we said have, well we you said that,
0: but you said football is a sport that has to be played
1: yeah, you can't fake football. Right, you can't fake yeah, it, right? Yeah. So You can't fake it. Either
0: you're allowing yourself – you're going to fake it and get beat up.
1: What I tell you, or you're going to get gonna... yourself hurt or get somebody else hurt. Right. Then I'm going to have – a because if you hurt me, and if I really care about it, you get bum-rushing to me, my leg break. I mean, that's the way – I mean, you So you can't who fake.
0: has to set that standard in that space? It's the
1: players, man. I mean, there's only – this is the thing about whether it's, you know, Scott Frost, Eric Shenander, any coach. Period. They only can do so much. And here's what people don't understand. People talk about the great leaders from a player standpoint that have been here. Leaders. I'm talking about true guys, right? Whether they've been the guys that are All-Americans or have their name in the stadium or guys that are known on that team as a great leader or a great factor in the the success of the team. They're only as good as the people that want to either be led or lead with them or be in there and work with them. You're only as good as that. Coach Osmer is going to go down as one of the best coaches of all time. Right? If he had a bunch of malcontents and players that didn't want to work hard or play, how could he – he he would be just a coach that never – he wouldn't be thought of like that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So the greatest coaches generally, and this is a broad stroke here, have – coaches that are willing to lead along with them and want to be led and then same with the players and but the players have to be willing to lead and it can't just be through talking you know And, and, and when you're a leader you have to be called to a task sometimes yourself if you're not pulling your weight and there's nothing wrong with that because nobody is nobody is perfection in the sense of like I've never played a bad game as being a captain. So, you don't think Aaron Glenn told me I need to pick it up sometimes? You, you, I mean, you've seen Aaron Glenn on the hard knocks, right? If you don't think that little dude that's all 5'9, 175 pounds in his little butt didn't jump and try to jump in my stuff, <laughs> when I was not because I already know when he was going to say something. Right. If Aaron had to get in there and fill a tackle on a power more than once or twice a game, he gonna tell me, hey, "Come on now, Jay, you need to step it up. Y'all ain't doing good enough up front, right?" Yeah. But that's that's about the leadership. So it's got to be in leaders. It can't always be the rah rah or yelling. It's got to be okay. Say say, DP struggling at something. Hey, dude, you got what, what's, your, what's your plans tonight?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But oh, because I- because usually gonna say they're gonna start hemming and Han. Like, no, what you really got going on? You got nothing going on. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go upstairs. We're going to watch 30 minutes of tape together. Get on their level. That's what you have to do because right now nobody's above anybody.
0: That's a Joe Gibbs phrase. Meet them where they are.
1: Because you're only going to be able to bring them up with you and raise up because the better that I am is the the better that I can be is going to make DP better, Nate or whatever. Everybody's going to be better. And when we're all better, we're all going to get everything that you can think of. But right now, you're not getting anything.
0: It, it's it's the thing that would happen. It was a big part of two-a-days in training camp. And it was always Oof. this. It was always this. Today reminded me. Right? It. Right? It was always this thing that said. And Art Monk was was, was the first person I he- heard say this. And then it moved within that circle. But Art Monk said the, that he actually liked training camp. Because they were always constantly in search of the next one to help them do what they need to do. Right. And if, that moment when when things are dragging and the dog barks, right, yeah. for the first time, and it barks a big dog right. bark, yeah. and you go, oh,
1: Nobody likes we, got a, look, we got you know, another one. We got another one, right? The thing about football, you're constantly sore. You're always other. So it's not like a – I mean, playing sports is not, I mean, every sport you play, just imagine the ankles and knees of tennis players, basketball players, baseball players, especially throwing their arms and shoulders and football players and all that. That's the sucky part of it. So, you know, it sucks, right? So, practicing on a day like today, just imagine if you had practice right now, you know, and Dom Capers would have practice right now. So, w- you're walking out to practice, you know, it sucks, you're hot. But at the end of the day, we have, we, we are going to go do this because there's a better cause for it. So, or a better, you know, purpose, a bigger purpose, which is b- beyond me and DP and Nate or whoever I'm playing with. You got to do that. And the reason why people always wonder why, like, guys that I play with, why we're so tight, you know what I mean? Are we all from the same, like, background? <laughs> Not at all. You want to know why we're so tight? Because we went through some stuff together. Yeah, <laughs> right. You understand? There's times that everybody that was been here thought about quitting. But there was a reason why you didn't quit. There's probably a re- there's a time and place where everybody thought about transferring. And it generally happens when you're younger, right? Because that's the easiest thing. You, this is the most time that you had not played in a game. You're no longer the big dog on campus. You've seen a bunch of guys that are just as good as you, and you're just part of the pack. And you're trying to figure out a way to kind of swim up to the top and get fed. Well then, you get to the top, right? Well then, you got you got to make sure you don't forget what it was like to swim up top and get fed, because here that, comes that Because here comes the new dudes, man. Here comes the new dudes. But if you really went through it and you're confident in what you're doing, you don't care swimming up there. You can come out there and swim with me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna not let you be successful because I have insecurity or think you're, or I'm insecure that you might be better. You got to show me that you're better than me. And that's a hard – I feel like it would be a hard thing to do. So, I mean, I just think that, you know, if, if everybody could just take this time and get – put their emotions to, like, the left, right? Your, emotional, your emotions and your, like, selfishness. Like, you know, whether it's more Twitter followers or whatever. Just take, take that and pump it to the left. And if you dedicated yourself to really figuring out and getting back to why you love playing football – Whatever it may be, crowd roar, competition, constantly proving yourself, you want to be the best so-and-so on the team, you got, or you want to be the first in your family. Say you had some other brothers and cousins that would never have been able to go power five, but you want to be a – whatever it may be, get back to that. Get back to what makes you successful or what makes you motivated because a coach can only motivate you so long and then once you get out there and it's hot like a day today or hot like the game last Saturday or it's cold say later on in the year and say you're in Iowa, you know, Iowa City and say you're say you're 5 and 6 and, and you're out there and the game is tight or you you're down by 7 and you need a stop or you're down by 4 and you need a stop to get the offense to back the ball that's how and why you do it because that's going to push you beyond you there ain't none, At that point in time, there ain't nothing Charlie McBride can yell out. I mean, he could get us motivated, but he ain't, I ain't going to hear him with 90,000 people out there. You think he's going to say, hey, everybody be quiet? Hey, Jay, you know, your grandfather never got to see you play, so make sure you push yourself when it's cold out here. Okay, he, everybody he, now raise up the noise. You better have something You better that, be thinking that about that. You man. better be thinking about that when you're playing. So man, look,
0: that's when you know the difference makers and it's the common language and common experience that that you rely on in those moments, right? Well, there's something cuz if you know some if, short if you, word that snaps you all right, back. Right. right. Or right? if
1: you or if you or if you know what really motivates Nate, right? Or your co or your your player then you're on the same level with them because if I take the time out to know what drives Nate to be a better receiver or whatever then you know you're down for it it's no i mean I'll be, i i mean <laughs> if you' don't, those those teams that we were won championships you don't think God, there was turmoil on the team there was guys that I was on punt return with that played offensive positions that should have been playing a lot more than they should have and have reached every goal that their position coach and and I guess offensive coordinator, or whatever, had told him to do, and they still weren't getting it. But still, whereas out there. you said, "You know what? I'm gonna be patient, and get my chance, and then when I do, I'm gonna knock it out of the park." But we're on punt return right now.
0: And when, 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 and when the veteran leaders see you step up and do that, they they all smile, all right? Because it's hey, we got another
1: one. We got another one. This team needs. Some other ones. A little bit of a little bit of both. There's nothing wrong yeah. with competition.
0: Yeah, that's that's what this week is. It's Nebraska versus Nebraska. That's from the head coach. We'll toward the break. More old school when we come back. Watch old school live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP DPJ on 937 The Ticket and the TicketFM.com.